Hey, Amanda. So we are back. And today we're talking about one that honestly has blown up in the past, what, four months? Yeah. We're going to be talking about Lessons in Chemistry, which was an Apple TV Plus show. And then the book written by Bonnie Garmus exploded. Yeah, the, the TV show came out in October. And like then the book was just thrown into the spotlight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is one of those that I knew about the book because of the show. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start with the book, which I, this is going to be one of those times where I've read the entire book now twice. Yep. And you've read half the book, right? Yep. Okay. But I watched the show. Yes. And I've only watched like a third of the show, a quarter of the show. So I hope everybody's enjoying their cocktails and you had fun being little chemists. Like our girl, Elizabeth Zott. By the way, don't you feel like you have to say Elizabeth Zott? Like her whole name. Yes. She's not Elizabeth. She's Elizabeth Zott. Yeah. Which is a perfect. Agreed. Kind of get into this whole thing. Okay. So much like the show. All right, Dale, kick us off. Let's begin, shall we? I love it. Love it. Love it. So like we said, Lessons in Chemistry written by Bonnie Garmus. Not a normal story that's being told. No, and I think what's kind of cool about this story, too, is the author of this book, um, this is her first novel to be published. Yeah. And I believe she turned like 65 the year it was officially published, which was in April of 2022. Okay. She published this book in April of 2022 and already had sold. She had to have already sold the rights before it was published. Yeah. So... A lot of, I want to say something like 90-something times she had been turned down by publishing houses. Like, nobody wanted That's to insane. publish this book. And um, it got to the point where she, I believe it was her agent at the time. The book itself was not called Lessons in Chemistry to begin with. It was called Introduction to Chemistry. So the title was changed. And I don't know if the title was changed before or after the rights were sold off. So once the book was published, the the book was published by um, Doubleday, which I don't actually know much about that. Me either. But once um, her book came out, she then gave up the rights or sold the rights to a show, like a screenplay being written. And there was an auction. And we'll dive more into this later in the episode, but... Brie Larson bought the rights to the show or the book. And if you haven't seen the show, Brie Larson plays the character of Elizabeth Zott. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like a really cool spin. And I also think like, obviously, we'll we'll dive more into that further on. But A, the fact that the author was 60 something years old. This was her first published book. And it's 
incredible. I'm only, I would say like almost halfway through the book. And keep in mind, I watch the show before picking up the book. And normally when that happens, I have a hard time like sticking with the book because I'm like, ah, I already saw I already like, the happens. show. Yeah. Like, I know it's coming. Uh, that's not how I feel about this at all. Like the book is very, the book is very similar, but yet so different. And I think like it keeps you engaged from the first chapter. Like it hooks you and you just want to like keep reading. And also it's so much quicker in the book. So like you're introduced to so many of the characters before you are in the show. The show starts, so this just, if you haven't, Read or watched. Yeah, just don't know a, anything just about a little this. overview. This is set in the 60s. Elizabeth Zott is a female chemist who, you know, the Bonnie Garmus says that the whole reason that she wrote this, the inspiration came from a bad day at work. Yeah. Where typical thing, she was in a meeting and it was plagued with sexism. And she was like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And she's like, in the meeting, she couldn't stand up for herself and she just couldn't let it go. So she wrote the first chapter to this book. Yeah. And so this really does set a precedent pretty early on that Elizabeth Zott is not what you would call at that time or even today's time, a standard woman. She's very intelligent. You eventually learn her backstory. She has parents who were religious zealots who were always trying to do a get rich quick scheme by taking advantage of people by using religion. And she got away from her family as quickly as she could after her older brother who basically raised her Mm -hmm. He came out to the family as gay and therefore was completely shunned and told that he should die and he's an abomination. Yeah. Eventually led to death by suicide. Yeah. And just kind of turned her world upside down. You find out that her father's in jail because one of his get you know rich, get rich quick. quick. Yeah. Jesus will come save you. Killed, Killed like four people. Three or four people. Yeah. yeah. And then his mother, to evade extradition, went to Brazil, got remarried, and is living there where she doesn't have to pay taxes because they never pay taxes. Yeah. And so it it starts off, you're in Hastings Laboratory, like you're a little different than the show, and we'll get to the show, but the book really starts with, very quickly you learn that Elizabeth Zott will not bow down to the sexism around her. Yeah. It, it plagues everything she does. Yeah. Well, and I think too, uh, uh, for this episode, guys, if you have not watched the show or read the book, I would say there are a lot of spoilers in what we're going to talk about. A whole bunch. Yeah. Because in the book, you're introduced to a character that you're not introduced to until a couple of episodes in right away. Like the first chapter, yeah. you find out who a, a main character is, her daughter. And obviously that's a huge part of the plot and yeah yeah huge part of the plot and i also think that there is a a part of this that she really bonnie garmas talks about how she really wanted to explore the fact that although it feels like we haven't come very far in the world of sexism like we are not equal we're not receiving equal play we are so much closer than we were Mm -hmm. and she said it was more of a reminder to herself like this is awful but like it could be so much worse she thinks of, she was thinking about her mom in the 60s and what she went through in the workplace. I mean, in the book, and I don't know if you've gotten to that part yet, uh, she's really leading the forefront of a biogenesis. And she's like coming up with all these wonderful discoveries without the help of anybody. Right. And so she's pretty, you know, there there is a love story in here and it's a really beautiful love story. It's two people who love chemistry. And the reason that they were 
solitude all their lives is like they just didn't have a use for another person in their lives because it just yeah. didn't fit in with their work ethic, both being chemists, which we find out about Calvin later on. But the reason that Elizabeth Zott is able to fall in love with Calvin is because she feels that the actual chemistry. Yeah. And that's like her big lesson in chemistry is like you can be in love and actually feel chemistry. So like she says a million times, he wasn't just my soulmate. Like we were made for each other, yeah. each other on a chemical level. Like we just completed each other. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's it. That's great because I also feel like that kind of ties into something that I really picked up on, especially like watching the show before reading the book and the book just kind of like made it even more true for me is this book is not just a love story. It's not just a book about science. It's not just a book about um, a single mom in the yeah. world of the 1960s, 19, 1960s. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also this takes place in California in case anyone was wondering it's, there's so much like, character building and so many love stories within the stories like you don't just have the love story between elizabeth and calvin but you also have the love story between her and her daughter you have the love story between her and the dog and the dog's love for his people the the overwhelming love that this dog the has dog's for name his. is 6 30 yeah i love it which like i think that was what really like hooked me right in because i it was such an interesting take on a story that I would get super into really quickly because I definitely am the type of person that falls for like really good love stories. And this, yes, it is a love story, but it's so much more. There's so much more. And it's also considered, which I was just saying to Amanda prior to us recording, that it's under the genre of tragic comedy, which she pointed out is like the ideal uh, Shakespeare yeah. is like that is Shakespeare. Everything. Yeah. And so it's funny to think about it, but it's it makes complete sense because when you when you have seen either the show or you've read the book, which I'm, you know, almost halfway done with it, I can absolutely see how that makes sense. Because and they, they tell you so much the tragedy, tragedy right up front. So much. And the and both of the main characters, Elizabeth and then you have Calvin. They have so much tragedy. And I think that's just like another level of like why they connect on a chemical level. Yes. Like truly a yes. chemical level. There's a line in the book and I'm not going to get it right exactly, but I heard it and it just like struck me. And I believe Calvin says it and he says something about it being such a reminder that when you've been given a heavy dose of trauma, you forget that others have been served an extra helping. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how they fell in love and they just lay in bed at night after they've been smashing it out. Yeah. They're just laying there in bed and they would talk for hours about chemistry, about their lives, about everything until it would be like light out. And they'd be so excited talking about chemistry and science and everything they would do. They would just like hop out of bed and get their clothes on and couldn't wait to get to the lab. Yeah. And there is probably my favorite part of the beginning of the book, which I know is not how the show starts, but Calvin is a world famous chemist. Yeah. Like he's super famous. And Elizabeth Zott works where Calvin works at Hastings Institute. She goes into his lab to steal like chemistry beakers. equipment and beakers from him <laughs> because she can't get them because she's a woman. So nobody's taking anything she's doing seriously. Which really funny because I, 
obviously I've watched the show prior to yes. reading. That was one of the biggest differences in the <gasps> book to show yeah. is in the show, she doesn't steal beakers. She steals actual like, uh, I don't even know what compound it is. It's yes. something that she, she needs for an experiment, yeah. right? And so like that was one of the first things I was like, wait, no, that's different. I know. That's and I love she... that it's beakers because yes. she's just like, the reason I like that it's beakers, it's the most standard equipment that you need to be a chemist and she cannot even get it. Also, like when you think scientists, like you that think those are literally what you think of. Beaker lab coat. Right. So she goes in there and she has to tell him something. He basically calls her a secretary and is yeah. like, tell, I'm, I'm too busy for you. Tell your boss to come back. Yeah. And she's just not fucking having it. She's yeah. like, no, I'm first of all, not a secretary. Yeah. Second of all, my name is Elizabeth Zott and I am a damn good chemist. Yeah. You'll treat me as such. And so their relationship starts off where she hates him. Mm-hmm. He's so embarrassed. She goes to a play to the theater mm-hmm. and he's there on a date. Which in the show, it's completely different. Completely different. <laughs> and he does not feel good and tells the date, I got to go. Yeah. And what if you haven't watched or read it again, lots of spoilers, but you're getting the sense very early on that these two are maybe on the autism spectrum. Like yes. they are just not loving social situations. Like they yeah. just want to be left alone yeah. or in their lab. They do not want to be in these social situations, but they yes. do want companionship. Yes. They both like in the book and in the show several times it's noted how lonely they are. Yes. And like even though they are geniuses and they're doing all these cre- incredible things, especially for Calvin, they're very lonely. Very and I lonely. also think it's really important to point out that they are so opposite in looks as well. Uh, yeah, she's a smoke show. She is like I think she's described in the book as like statuesque. Like mm-hmm. she is absolutely stunning. And he is, I'm gonna read from the Please book. Please do. I love this part. The book describes him as part of the problem was Calvin's posture. He was six feet four inches tall, lanky and long, but he slouched to the right. But the bigger issue was his face. He had a lonesome look about him, like a child who had to raise himself with large gray eyes and messy blondish hair and purplish lips, the latter of which were nearly always swollen because he tended to chew on them. He was the kind of face that some might call forgettable, a below average composition that gave no hint of longing or intelligence that lay behind, save for one critical feature, his teeth, which were straight and white and which redeemed his entire facial landscape when he smiled. I know. And you want to like skipping ahead a little bit. She talks about how Mad has the same purplish lips as her dad. Yes. And the neighbor, Harriet, who will come into play later on, she sees Mad chewing her lip. And she's like, I remember Calvin doing that. I wonder if it's hereditary. And I love that little description. But so they end up being in the theater at the same time. She runs into him. She's like, oh, great. Here's fucking D-bag who called me a secretary. Well, and at first she doesn't even recognize him. No, because he's like, like, oh, He's, cool. thro- he's throwing his brains up. Yeah, he's he's vomiting all over. <laughs> he pukes all over her. Yes. And so she is just the kind person that she is. And she helps him. She helps him home. And yeah. and that's kind of the end of that. That's like where yeah. it starts is that's mm-hmm. where they start to fall in love. Yeah. 
And eventually in the show, this is not how it's portrayed, but in the book, they're yelling at each other in the parking lot of Hastings. She gets in the car, goes to drive. He goes to his car and then she stops and she's like, should I call him back? And then all of a sudden she taps, tap, tap on the window and there he is. And she like reaches in and kisses him. And that's their first kiss. Not how it goes in the show. No, and what's funny too is the way, like I guess we can dive into this because the the TV series, uh, we mentioned it in the beginning is the Apple TV series and the way that they are, that like meet cute, I'm going to yes. call it. Yeah. She's actually a part of a beauty contest, which is interesting because I think that was their way of really showing the kind of like not, I don't know if degrading is the best way, but the way she's kind of put in this, like, you have to participate in this because that's what all the women at Hastings company, they're all in this contest. It's and so gross. Just because show. you're a chemist doesn't mean you're above being in the beauty contest. Yeah, it's really gross. And she freaks out and she's like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not putting myself in this position because I don't want to. Like, no other reason. I don't want to. She's literally the prettiest girl there. And she's like, nope, not doing it. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then in the book, too, there's more of an exploration into her background, into Calvin's background. I wish they put more of that in the show because you really go through it with both of them. And like Calvin's so, so sad. His parents get killed in a car accident where they were hit by a train. So you think. So you think. And then, his, so his parents are hit by a train. And then his aunt, who goes to take care of him, she's killed. Of a heart attack while driving him. Poor guy. I would never step foot in a freaking moving vehicle. I don't even know what he's doing. And then he ends up at this all-boys Catholic home in Iowa. Sioux Falls, right? Yeah, Sioux Falls. I think so, yeah. Oh, St. Luke's. Uh, but that might be a no, TV. No, in the book, it's All Saints. Yeah. It's, yeah. It might be a book because... <laughs> That's so that's funny. So funny. <laughs> that's really good because yeah. that's something that like Madeline, Mad, she's trying to figure out. She finds disciplinary action letters Not in the book, and it's Saint Luke's. And yeah. there's also a character which this is. Oh, I'm excited now. There's a character in the show. I don't know if he's in the books. Who? The pastor. He is in the book. Okay, but maybe not introduced until later in the books because I haven't gotten way it later yet. in the books. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah. It explores the it doesn't really go into intense detail in the beginning, but eventually you get there that he was really molested and treated like shit. Yeah. At this all boys home. But randomly one day he sees this rich limo pull up and this very well dressed man get out. And now all of a sudden they've got brand new science textbooks. Yeah. And you learn way later in the book that that man Mm -hmm who Calvin thinks is his father, who's gone, seen him, and, like, does not want him, because that's basically what he's told by this piece of shit bishop at the school. Yeah. You find out that the bishop tells the man, no, I'm sorry, Calvin died, but would you like to donate money in his memory? And so that's how this all-boys home is getting all of this money from this rich, they think, man. Much, 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 much later in the book, basically the last couple chapters, you find out that that man is actually the lawyer of Calvin's mother mm-hmm. who has been finds, searching, has been searching for him and she had to give him up when she was young. She was 17. She went in her family, sent her to a woman's home to give birth to this child for unwed mothers. 
She gives birth to him. They knock her out during this birth. It's so insane to me that they used to put women under complete anesthesia. Yeah. You gave birth to your baby and you, and you were not, them. you never saw it. Yeah. So she woke up, was told that the baby was born stillborn. She mourns his death. She finally finds this baby, says, hey, great, wonderful. We are going to go get him. He's my kid. Goes there and is told that he's dead. So now she's buried him twice. That's wild. So that's another huge difference. Huge difference. In the show. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like maybe the second to last episode is when you find out about the mother. It's a very different. You. The only thing that you hear about is the part where she had to give up the baby. Really? And then nothing until the school. So you don't. Whoa. There's no. And I okay. wonder if that's intentional because like that's. It's already a heavy very heavy place to be and i think like a lot of the really heavy things they kind of they touch on but they don't go super deep because there's a lot of stuff that happens oh yeah that like i mean it, just the first couple pages of the book like you learn that the main character elizabeth is attacked yeah, by, she's her raped professor. by her professor and in the show it's also i mean I think it's like maybe the second episode that you find that out and you find it out because of a situation that happens with her and Calvin. And it's, I think for the book, you understand her a lot more before you understand her in the show because Agreed. you don't know that about her. It's skin deep in the show for but a while. You, but there's like that underlining where like, you're like something happened to her. So in the book and I, I mean like, Truly, 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 like I got goosebumps. I loved yeah. this part so much. So it's dark, right? So she's at UCLA. She is killing it. Okay. And she's about to get her master's and she's in line for the master's program, eventually going to be trying to get into the PhD program. And her professor gets pissed off at her basically talking back to him. Yeah. And sticking up for herself. That yeah, he was wrong. He was wrong. His, his findings were incorrect. And he gets pissed about this mm -hmm. and he rapes her. Yeah. She takes a number two pencil that she had just sharpened before she got into the room, stabs him in the stomach with it. She calls the cops. This whole thing happens where the cops come and this is 1950s. Yeah. And they say, basically, like, you're not. Do you have a statement of regret? Yeah. And she's like, a statement of regret? Like, no, let me tell Like, he attacked like, me. What are you like, talking about? I don't think so. You're probably trying to get good grades. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Blaming her. And he says, do you have a statement of regret? And she's like, no, no, no. And then he walks away. And there's this moment where you think, oh, God, she's going to give a statement of regret because she she's embarrassed, you know, whatever. And you get the most impressive Elizabeth Zott moment yes. where he's she's like, actually, I do have a statement of regret. And you're like, no. Yes. Come on, girl, stick up for yourself. And doesn't she say, like, I I wish that I had more pencils? My yeah, only regret. That's exactly what she says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just I was trying to see if I could. It's like it. my only regret is that I wish I had more pencils. Yeah. Yep. And that to me, it's I know so it's powerful. so simple, but it is so powerful. Yeah. If you've ever been in that situation before where the police are blaming you. I I did not have the wherewithal to stick up for myself, yeah. but just anyone in the 1950s to just be so strong. Like to me, that is the most incredible Elizabeth Zott in a nutshell in one line. 
Well, and that's, you know, that kind of ties into too, like once she makes this decision to say that to the police officer, then her entire life gets changed. She's done. Because then she's literally told she needs to leave. Out of the program. She's no longer in the program. She's not a chemist. Goodbye. Good luck. And she gets this job at Hastings, essentially being a lab tech because she can't get anything else. Right. And it's a really, you know, not her fault. She did nothing. No, but isn't that of the time? A hundred percent. Like women were objects to be used. Now, to further into the book. So we were talking about Calvin a little bit and, and his background and how his mom came in. And eventually, so he goes to Hastings and all of a sudden this big donor comes to Hastings. There's a an article about him. I don't know, my chemist weekly. Yeah, it's one of like those. some yeah, big yeah. chemistry daily yeah. magazine. His birth mother sees it yeah. and she's like, what the hell? So she calls the boys home and she's like, I've been giving you money all these years in memory of my son. What am I looking at? He's like, oh, no, Calvin Evans. That's a really common name. That must be another Calvin Evans. She's like, I don't think so. And so now she goes to Hastings and she's doing the same thing there where she's funding the abiogenesis program. Yeah. And this big donor, big donor, big donor. And that's when Dr. DiMatteo at at Hastings Laboratories or Institute, I forget what it's called. Yeah. He is like Mr. Zott is doing this abiogenesis, Mr. Zot. So he thinks it's a man the whole time. She knows. Like, she knows that it's not, but Dr. DeMatty, whatever the hell his name is, he's basically trying to pass off Elizabeth's work, Elizabeth Zot's work, as men's a man's work, eventually steals the work from her. Crazy. And gets himself published. Yeah. And that's when she goes back to Hastings after Calvin dies. But I kind of really want to talk about 630 and how they get him. Yeah. Well, and... Let, yes. Yeah. But what's really funny is that whole thing is so different in Completely the show. Completely different. I know. It's so different. It makes you feel a lot more for the mother because I think the mother in the show is just kind of thrown at you and you don't really like I didn't have any kind of emotional attachment to the mother because she's not really you don't know the story. There's you no don't know backstory. the story in the book until literally like the last five chapters. Yeah. And I think like same with the show, yeah. to be fair. But I think like you're still, I think you're getting more little pieces throughout the story where I don't think, I wasn't invested in her character. Yeah. She doesn't exist really in the book. You think, Calvin thinks it's his father is that rich okay. man that pulled up. Okay. And eventually you learn that that is the mother's lawyer. Right. Who's like her right hand man. Yeah. Because she's a woman, she's unmarried, yeah. like Elizabeth Zott, refused to be married, yeah. and was told, well, you you can't handle your own finances. A man has to do it for you. Yeah. So every check she wrote had to be written by a man. So she let her lawyer do it for her. Interesting. And so Calvin spends his whole life hating this man, thinking it's his father who left him there. Well, and in the show, he even goes to his neighbor, Harriet, who is a, she's paralegal? I'm not, not in sure. the book. She works. Okay. So she works in the show. Yes. She works for a lawyer. And so he, one day you, the scene is basically Harriet and her husband walk up to Calvin's house. Cause he moved to the neighborhood, new guy. And they're walking up to the house and they have a pie and they're super excited, but they're expecting someone very different to answer the door. And that, this very yes. thin white man who answers the door 
But immediately he welcomes them inside. They start talking and he finds out that she works at a lawyer's office and he right away goes over and picks up a stack of letters, which I would assume are all from his mother. But he's trying to get them to stop. So like a cease and assist letter, he wants that to be sent from the lawyer to this, which is then comes in to play later on as well. Like they they go into that later on as well in in the show. Harriet Sloan in the book is an old woman in her 50s with a very sexually and mentally physically abusive husband who's a drunk who she can't divorce because she believes in God. So she begs, she like goes over eventually and introduces herself after Calvin passes. And says, nobody can raise a baby on their own. Like, you need help. And I'm here to help you day or night. And that's how their relationship starts. Eventually, eventually, Harriet and Walter fall in love and she divorces her husband. Walter Walter is is the TV TV show, Amanda's father. Which is crazy because in the show. Very civil rightsy in the show, which I love. Super, but also Walter falls for Elizabeth Zotz. It was like a secretary at the Hastings office that comes to work for the show. Yeah, none of that happens that's in the books. who they fall in love yeah. with? That's crazy. I haven't gotten to those chapters yeah, yet. That's okay. So um, <laughs> it's really interesting because I don't know that they have a really great relationship in the show, but in the book, it's so much deeper. Mm-hmm. Harriet, it's very surface in the show. Yeah, in, in the book, Literally, Elizabeth Zott cannot exist without Harriet Sloan. Yeah. And Harriet Sloan was very similar for Calvin before Elizabeth moved in. So to backtrack into the book, Elizabeth Zott and Calvin Evans have decided that they're going to move in together Mm -hmm. because it just makes sense. They're always together. They want to talk about their chemistry. Let's just move in together. And Elizabeth originally is like, I'll pay half. Yeah. And the bungalow is already paid off because he's famous. Yeah. and. She's she knows she can't afford half. Yeah. And he's like, um, I don't know about that. She's like, OK, I will make all the meals. Yeah. And for her, cooking is a very scientific, very chemistry based yeah. thing that requires knowledge of chemistry yeah. to execute a good recipe because it's got to be nourishing for the body. And yeah. so she comes from a very chemical background when it comes to cooking well, and, and that's kind of the birth of how this all starts yeah and i was gonna say too that plays into her childhood because when she was a child her father and her mother were off doing God the lord's what. work or whatever they yeah. want to say she is home alone most of the time so yeah. she has to then learn how to take care of herself which then goes into so much more she also didn't go to school so then she goes to the library all the time so she teaches herself Not only how to cook, but also chemistry. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Now, is her brother as big of a deal in the show as he is in the books? No, he's very, very tiny. And in the books, it's like he took her to the library. The libraries were the safe places. Got it. And there's even a moment in the book where so mad. I feel like we keep getting ahead of ourselves because we're so excited to talk about it. But Calvin passes. Yeah. But you know that Calvin's going to pass very early in the book. Like very early on, Calvin's character says that he's going to die. Yeah. And... There's a moment where Calvin proposes to Elizabeth Zott yeah. in the cafeteria of Hastings. And he's that had happens this very early in the book because I have already very read early. that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. And so he proposes and she's like, absolutely not. Yeah. And it is because and this is, again, a very Elizabeth Zott thing is she knows if she marries him, mm-hmm. it'll be just like it was for the Albert Einstein's wife. Yeah. For Sir Isaac Newton's wife. Yeah. Who were brilliant. I think she brings up like Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Like, like yeah, he's Brilliant women whose work could not be published or shared with the world had to be shared under the umbrella of their husband's names. And she said, I don't want she's like, I'm very aware that you would never do this to me. Right. But everything I do as your wife will be under the guise that you helped me do it or you gave me the leg up and I want to be my own person. I want my discoveries to be credited back to me, Mm -hmm. which is so heartbreaking because. All of her beautiful discoveries are stolen from her eventually by men in her life, yeah. not Calvin, but they eventually get a dog. She says no to the marriage proposal. Yeah. And it's this beautiful moment because they're in the cafeteria at Hastings and everyone at Hastings hates them because they're so fucking in love. And right. she's so beautiful. And, and it's he's such so an smart. Odd couple, too. And it's so like, weird. Why is she yeah. still working here? She already has Calvin. Yeah. Like, why do you need a job? Yeah. You've got you've landed the big fish. Why do you yeah. need a job? And so she's. They're already pissing everyone off. He proposes in the cafeteria and she says no. And everyone's like, finally, they're gonna, it's over. And everyone's yeah. so excited. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, then let's get a dog. And they're like, yes, let's do it. And like they're back in love and kissing each other. And everybody's yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like where? What? What happened? Which is crazy because in the show, that's also totally different. Like there is no proposal. He never proposes to her. He goes and gets a ring. And then they have a whole conversation about marriage and how she never wants to be married. Oh, geez. So it's a very different. And also the way they get the dog. She finds a dog behind her house one night when she's like putting out the garbage. And in the book, she finds the dog like in a little alley. He's a poor little stray puppy who's covered in just dying in an alley and she saves his life. That's so sweet. That's not at all what happens in the show. And in the book, he is a retired bomb sniffing dog, which is why he's so intelligent, but retired in the sense that he couldn't do it because he talks about how his job was to sniff out the scent of the bomb, which he was very good at. But then he was told he had to throw himself upon the bomb and the noise that it would make was so scary to him that he would run away. And so his handler got so pissed at him, he dumped him on the side of the highway by Camp Pendleton in California. 
And he walked all those miles and eventually Elizabeth found him, which also leads to. I didn't get there in the show, so I don't know how it's presented, but that's how he's able to eventually Elizabeth starts his cooking show, which we'll get to. Yeah. But that's how he's able to sniff out the bomb in the woman's purse of the woman that tries to kill Elizabeth in the book. That's not in the show. Yeah. It's you know so different. It's so interesting. It isn't is. It? And what's fascinating too is like, so in the show, the dog, um, the second episode of the show is literally through the dog's eyes and it's just beautiful. And like literally that one made me cry yeah, so hard. You can't watch cry it so without harsh. bawling your eyes out. But what's funny is there isn't a lot of after that episode, the dog doesn't really play a oh my huge God. part. It's a massive role in the book. He's in a lot of the scenes. Like he'll, be with Elizabeth when she goes to like the studio or she'll be like, he's in a lot of it, but there's no, you never learn the history of the dog. You never like, I didn't know anything about the whole bomb thing. Like none of that is in. Oh, I can't wait till you get to that part because there is a portion of you. That's just like, so they get this dog and Elizabeth being Elizabeth brings him home and they're very scientific about it. Like no emotion. Like, Oh yes, let's, let's, get some h2o and bathe this little puppy yeah and he's like what shall we call him and elizabeth said 6 30 because that's the exact time that she they became a family was at 6 30 so she names the dog 6 30 and he's a very very intelligent dog and so elizabeth asks calvin like how many words can a dog know and he's like i like 50 and she's like "Mm, that can't be true he's like well it is and she's like well it can't be true because 6 30 already knows 150 and he's like well i don't know what to tell you he's a very smart dog and this dog is insanely intelligent which bonnie garmis says is based off of their dog friday yeah who was insanely intelligent and they ended up moving to sweden the author moved to sweden and he would listen and she had never taught him german but she says in german to him she's like i wonder if he'll do it because he knows everything else and we haven't taught it to him and she tells him to sit in german and he sits and it's just from having listened. So it's absorbing. Yeah. Knowledge. So she based him off of that. And in the book, he's really, really in tune to their emotions. And it's really, really awful because in the book, it's different in the show. In the show, it's a little Regina Georgie on how Calvin dies. He gets hit by a bus. But in the yeah. in the book, yeah. he's they introduce leash laws. And they're very not normal in how they they're raising their dog. Right. So they're they're like, yeah, he can go wherever he wants. He comes back. He can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And. They introduce leash laws. So Elizabeth buys the leash, but they all feel so bad about having to put it on on leash. And which is hilarious is Calvin is a rower. Yeah. And so he's obsessed with exercise and rowing and and, running and jogging, which is so weird to me that jogging outside did not exist before this time. So every time he would go jogging, people would call the police because they'd be like, there's a, a, a random man running through the neighborhood in his skivvies. They're like, what is he doing? Like, That's Calvin. He yeah. runs for fun. And people are like, jogging. It reminds me of Anchorman. Jogging. I think Jay is silent. That's <laughs> what it reminds me of. And he, Elizabeth leaves one day to go to the Institute and she doesn't he there's someone love he's like i can't imagine taking the car back without her yeah and us driving two cars so he says to 6 30 let's run to work that way we can all come home as a family yeah and he knows about the leash laws he's like oh god to put this damn leash on you yeah and so they go to put the leash on him and there was a storm coming and 
the dog's afraid of loud noises. And what happens is there's like a tug and pull on the leash. Calvin slips on an oil spill, falls and hits his head and gets it backed over by a police car at the police station. And that's how he dies. And 630 blames himself. Which is so that's wild because that's not even like not even a little bit close to how it's done. He gets full on Regina George. What's crazy? What's crazy in in the show I think it's the second episode where this mm-hmm. happens or the end of the first episode. I don't even know. I don't remember. It's like one of one, one of or the two. first couple episodes. But what's crazy about it is it is the I think it's the end of the first episode because like the second episode starts off with all of the dog stuff and you kind of like you're just heartbroken from what just happened. And the way he dies in the show is very odd because he has 6.30, 6.30 is on a leash and he's jogging. And then all of a sudden, 6.30 stops on the sidewalk and he goes, come on, 6.30, it's okay. Like, let's go. And he's trying to cross the road, but 6.30 is looking at something that's like not, like he's afraid of something, right? And then again, Calvin tries to pull him and 6.30 won't go and he falls backwards into a moving bus. I I really okay. We'll talk about the end, about the watch it or read it part. But having read the book twice, and I read the book before I watch the show. I read the book before I watch the show, and having read it twice, his whole character arc, yeah, is so important to the storyline. I can't believe that the show because I only got to like this. I I want to say I'm like halfway through. I think I saw the fourth episode. Yeah. But there's no, there's like nothing there that shows you how important he is to Elizabeth because what happens, Calvin dies, right? There's this girl who's the head of HR, works in personnel, Fran Frask. Yes. Okay. So she's the secretary at Hastings, hates, 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 hates Elizabeth because she's beautiful and everybody fawns over her. And Which is not the wants case in the show. I know. It's so I mean, it weird. is a little bit in the beginning, but then they become best friends. Well, in the book as well. Okay. But what happens is she is the one who kind of says to her, listen, you have to go like he's dead. This is you can't have his stuff. You're not married. You can't have his notebooks. You can't have his work. Yeah. We can't have you working here. And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, you're you're pregnant and you're unwed. Yeah. And she's and Elizabeth Zott's like, I'm what are you talking about? I'm not pregnant. She has no idea she's pregnant because she's so stricken. With grief. And she doesn't go to a doctor until she's well into her third trimester. And it's because in the book, Calvin convinces her to become a rower. And at this time, women never rowed because it was such a vigorous thing. He brings her to the boathouse and eventually she becomes Elizabeth Zott. She didn't want to do it. Yeah. And he says, are you trying to tell me that women can't row? And that's all she has to hear. And now she's obsessed. And now there are incredible and they've joined like a group of rowers and one of the rowers is an obstetrician and so after calvin dies she feels comfortable (sighs) enough with him this man is very obsessed with rowing just like her and he's like you must come back you must come back yeah so she reaches out reaches out to him because she feels like this is probably the only person she'd be comfortable with right and he helps her have the baby and that is not how it happens in the book and it's like kind of i don't know and I'm not saying that the show is better than the book or the book's better than the show. I'm not going to say that yeah. because we haven't really talked about it. But she gives birth to this little girl in a world where she's 
not sure how to exist anymore. She's an unwed mother with yeah. an illegitimate child. A child she never wanted. Never she never wanted, wanted to be married or to have any kids. And now she's got this burden, as she puts it. And I, I something I really love is the obstetrician in the book kind of says there's this, this line that he says that we treat pregnancy as if it happens every day. But in reality, it's like your body gets hit by a truck and the truck is exploding with all of your moving parts. Mm-hmm. And we don't treat women that go through pregnancy and labor with the reverence that we should. This is not an easy thing. This yeah. is not be a beautiful thing. This is yeah. messy, awful, painful. And we just expect women to go back to work in two weeks. And he's yeah. like, you can't do that. Yeah. I know you want to, but you can't. And she, Elizabeth, at first can't get behind that. And um, it kind of skips ahead to, I don't know, the show kind of starts out with Mad older. And then it's kind of the show kind of skips ahead. So no, Harriet from across the street comes and helps her take care of the of Mad, who oddly enough, the nurse is like, How are you feeling? She's like, I'm mad. And they're like, What's what would you like to name the daughter, your daughter? And she's like, Mad. She Well the I think the nurse because she the nurse asks her what the baby's name is. Yes, she's like, is. I don't know. And she's like, well, I usually tell the patients to think about how they're feeling. Yes, yes. And then she it. just says mad. Mad. And then she's like, oh, like Madeline? And she's like, no, mad. mad. <laughs> and so it pans to like the baby's bassinet where it says mad zot. Oh, I love that and so much. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny too is the scene in the show where she's walking out of the hospital carrying the baby for me, was such an emotional scene because it really shows her like vulnerability and she's not a very vulnerable person. And she gets into the car, she sits down, she's holding this little baby. And I think it's the first time you see her really like, oh, wow, I love this baby. Like, I was so incredibly mad. But now looking at this and there's no talking, there's no words, there's nothing happening. It's literally just her staring at this baby and I haven't gotten to that part of the book, so I don't know if this is at all in the book or whatever. But you then, in that moment, understand the relationship between her and Mad through the rest of the the stuff. Like, when I started reading the book, you're right away introduced to Madeline. So you know, because I watched the show, I already knew the love for her daughter that she had. But it's all scientifically like she's very scientific when it comes to all that stuff so it's fascinating to me to see it was really cool to see that scene because like I knew she loved that little girl but obviously when you're going through the like right after she has the baby and you can see it on her face she's so angry and like it it's almost like she doesn't even she doesn't want the baby she does not want anything to do with the baby and the way they like pan away and the baby's just in the bassinet by herself you know like that whole little bit and then when she's walking out she's holding the baby she gets into the car and then she looks at the baby and then it's like okay and in the book it's so different. and yeah and I'm so, so she yeah read. she essentially just is like they're like you'll be here for a few days she's like no i won't yeah and she's like i'm leaving right now and they're like no you're not and she's like everything that's happening here i can do at home and it's because she realizes there's nobody to take care of 6 30 and he hasn't eaten and it's been over 24 hours and she's so worried about him. And so she gets home to feed 630 and 630 in the book is he talks so much about how the creature inside of her is like he's just trying to protect the creature. And then he feels so much better when she goes to the doctor because now the creature's looked after and how so much he, he loves and protects the creature. So and 630 has a voice in the book, a complete voice yeah. that it rings through to the very last pages. And so. Essentially, you get to the part 
that is really more in the show than it is in the book. Madeline's there's a girl in Madeline's school who keeps taking Madeline's lunch. Yeah. She gets pissed off about it. Yeah. So she goes to the the father of the little girl, Amanda. Yeah. She goes to his office, which is a TV studio, and essentially says, I'm sorry, but your daughter's eating my daughter's lunch. And that can't happen. Yeah. And he's so enamored with her personality and he's can't like get her out of his shocked. head. He's yeah, he's like, like in shock. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and so he asks her to do a cooking show because they had a clown show that like came off the air and they need to fill this like five to six PM slot or whatever, six PM slot. Yeah. And that's where you know That's where she does. That's where she starts the show. And she only takes the job because she tried to go back to Hastings and then this little bitch Frank Frask, Fran Frask wanted to put her name second in the so, yeah, and it it kind of where Fran says, hey, listen, I I screwed up and I want you to know where Calvin's notebooks are. And I see now that like you you got the shit end of the stick and I'm sorry that I helped get you fired. And because this is many years later. Yeah. And when she does get fired the second time after all of her work gets stolen, they become friends. Yeah. And so she takes the show to help in the. In the Apple show, it's because she has to pay for Madeline's school. private school. But in the show, it's just like she needs some friggin' money. Yeah. And what I love about this is so it creates a cooking show that's not just a cooking show. And no matter what people tell her, she's not making it a cooking show. Yeah. In the book, she doesn't wear dresses. Yeah. She wears pants. Yeah. She refuses to do all the sponsorships that people wanted yeah. to do mm -hmm. and she teaches the recipes like chemistry right she doesn't call salt salt she doesn't yeah. call water water it's all the scientific names all the scientific terms all of this is why acid does this to this mm -hmm. this is why you when you're cooking a steak you let the butter get foamy because that means it's cooked the water out so when you put the steak in which is predominantly water you're not adding more moisture to your steak and like women are furiously scribbling notes down yeah and it's when people are like why do you like this show so much women are saying because i feel capable and i feel i feel powerful right and women are walking around talking about cooking in scientific terms and men are pissed They're so mad so mad yeah and in the show they do like a round table where there's like a bunch of people that come in and there's like two women and then a bunch of guys and all the guys are talking about how like oh it makes me fall asleep like it's so boring they're talking about the show and the women are all like we love it like she makes me feel like i can do anything oh and God. you're just kind of like oh my gosh and to that point in the tv show in the Apple TV show, part of her show is she takes questions. And so one of the ladies asks her, I don't even know how she asks the question, but she basically asks about like dinner and stuff. And then she goes, you know, cause I'm going to school. I'm trying to get my, I think she wants to be a doctor or yeah. something. And Elizabeth's like, yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. You should absolutely finish school and do, and she's like, oh, well, I, I didn't mean like I was going to, she's like, why not? There's not even like, there's no doubt. There's no, like, in Elizabeth's mind, you can do whatever you put your mind to. 
Now, in the show, do they revisit that? Where yes. at the end where she says... Yeah, she stands back yeah. up in the audience and she says, I'm almost done with my doctrine or whatever okay. she's going for. And Elizabeth, like, as she's talking in the audience, you can just see the emotion and Elizabeth, like... Mm, different in the I book. never yeah. doubted you'd be able to do that. Yeah. Like, that makes total sense. And the whole audience, you know, is so excited and, like, going... Blah, blah, blah. And it's when Elizabeth is saying like, hey, this is going to be my last like three more episodes of the show and then I'm done. In the and book, someone it's one. Else. Okay. Yeah. In the yeah. book, she just says, tonight will be my last show. Yeah. And like she ends it by saying, I'd like to end it by saying, remember our writer who wrote in, she's successfully graduated medical school and she will be going on to be a heart surgeon. Yeah. And it's just like, she, and in the book, it says, and and Elizabeth Zott smiles. What's yeah. the first time on the show she's ever shown any emotion? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. Something so frivolous that people will be like, oh, a cooking show. And I, I imagine. Silly women. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine in, in that time, this is such a big, 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 big deal. And I'm sure there were things like this that existed. Yeah. That truly empowered women and probably didn't last very long on let's be honest probably didn't last very long but there is a um i don't want to gloss over it but the the bishop that madeline has to do this family tree project for and she becomes friends with this like random bishop who you eventually find out is the pen pal that calvin had been writing to for years and years and years yeah in the books he stops writing to him yeah and in the show he continues yeah and he plays kind of a big part because You've got a lot of religion talk. Well, exactly. I think that's what is really cool about this show is the fact that the the science and the religion and how these two people who meet never in person. Yeah, so crazy. But have such an incredible relationship based on completely different beliefs and understanding, yet... It, I don't know. I don't even know how to like explain, but they such a good relationship. And I think like. And that's why Calvin ended up at Hastings. Yeah. Is because in these pen pal letters, the Bishop Wakely literally says like, hey, you could come where I, and doesn't even say come where I am, but like where I live every day, the weather's perfect. Yeah. And so Calvin's like, that's where I want to go so that I can row every yeah. day. I don't know if that's. In the show. I don't know that that's ever touched on. They talk a lot about just like just random stuff because Calvin does a whole write up about one of his experiments and the the pastor is in school and he writes him and says, hey, but what about this kind of thing? Yeah. And then they start talking about love and they start talking about like the pastor's um, father is going through cancer and he's not going to probably make it. And then Calvin sends so him. So different. Yeah. So, and I haven't gotten to that part of the book, but I really loved that relationship. Relationship, yeah. It was really, and I also felt like it gave you more of Calvin because you don't get a ton of him in the show until later. It was a really cool way of kind of like learning who he was and how, like, even though he was a scientist, he still had such an open mind to, like, every aspect of life. You know, like, there was nothing that he was, like, no, the door shut. Like, that's not. And I I do want to just, like, say that there's, 
the way that they portrayed Calvin in the show, very different than the way that they portray him in the book. Yeah. But Brie Larson to me. So Calvin's played by Lewis Pullman, which I think he does a great job. Except he's looks alive. Beautiful. Gorgeous. I think Walter is perfectly cast in the show by Kevin Sussman. He's really good. Fran Frask, who I hate in the book, but eventually like, is yeah. played by Stephanie Koenig. Harriet Sloan is completely different. So she's. Yeah. And I really like that they took the show to touch on how much civil rights was playing a part in the time period there. Yeah. So they kind of subbed out Harriet into a different zone and made her more of the, you know, really pushing because in the book, Elizabeth Zott's really even talking about how brave she thinks that the freedom fighters are and how, yeah. you know, she's made that very apparent on the show, which everyone's pissed off at her. She said yeah. she doesn't believe in God on the show, which everyone's right. pissed off at her. Right. And I like that they kind of said like, yes, sexism was happening. Mm -hmm. And Madeline saying how racism is like the like, how how could you possibly think that you're better than anyone when we are all ninety nine point nine percent the exact same? Our yeah. DNA is the exact same. Yeah. How could you ever think that you are better than one person? Sex, creed or color. Incredible. And. I really like that they kind of subbed that out in the show. And yeah. so Harriet Sloan played by Aja, no Aja no Naomi King. And then Little Mad is played by Alice Hay Halsey. I Halsey. love she's her. adorable. I, I thought like if I could envision them having a baby like that's that's yeah. perfect. And I to touch on too like the Harriet character. I I haven't been introduced to that character in the book yet. And so I'm interested to see like how they bring her in because I haven't really like she's she's kind of been yeah but like I haven't really gotten too far into her story and so like in the show I'm I'm wondering if the way they took her character was to give her a I mean not that in the book she's not a strong she's not a strong character but I think by putting her in a different like she's an incredibly strong woman in the show because of like she's what a she's military yeah. wife. She's dealing with all the like property, the 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 was it a bridge that they were trying Freeway, to like whatever yeah, it is. yeah, something yeah. like that. And I think like just you see her struggle so much with that stuff, but yet she never gives up. Like she keeps fighting, which is interesting knowing that in the book She's in a very physically ab abusive relationship. Like the strength, it's so different. But yeah, yet like two different people. It's like they took that Harriet. Like this story could exist with both of them in it. Yeah. Had they added another character. Yeah. It, could, it truly could have existed with both of them in it. Yeah. Just two really beautiful examples of more love, chemistry and relationship in Elizabeth Sott's life. Yeah. And, and Calvin's life where the love between those people or the relationship between their people, it was chemical. Like they needed each other in those moments. Right. And eventually what happens is, you know, in the book, Calvin's mother comes forward. She gets to meet her and tells her she's now going to be the head of the chemistry department at Hastings Institute. And she's fired the other guy and she brought Fran fast Fran back in <laughs> to be the, times. to be um the head of personnel and they are she's going to fund everything and a biogenesis is completely funded now by Calvin's 
mom, mom. and yeah. essentially she's going to become part of the family and it's like a really beautiful ending yeah but there's this line in the show and i don't know if the, i mean in the book and i don't know if they say it in the show but it's just like so beautiful and it's how she ends the show and she says whenever you start doubting yourself she said turning back to the audience whenever you feel afraid just remember courage is the root of change and change is what we're chemically designed to do so when you wake up tomorrow make this pledge no more holding yourself back no more subscribing to others opinions of what you can and cannot achieve and no more allowing anyone to pigeonhole you into useless categories of sex race economic status and religion do not allow your talents to lie dormant, ladies. Design your own future. When you go home today, ask yourself what you will change and then get started. And that's how she ends the show. And then she says. Well, the end of the show. Yeah. Children set the table. Your mother needs a moment to herself. And it's so beautiful. It's so good. It's so good. And I don't think she does. Like I, she does give like a speech, but it's not the same as what's in the book. I just I don't want to become more topical than that beautiful line. But just even the fact that she throws that into the end of every single one of her suppers at six shows is just. You are. And I'm not a mom, you know, but my mom is a mom and my yeah. sister is a mom and my yeah. friends are moms and you're a mom. And I see how quickly a woman can get lost Oh, yeah. In the role of being a mom. It's like you stop existing. And the minute that you try to be your own person, you are selfish and your children come first. Yep. In their your priorities are wrong. Yes. And there is, you know, that saying that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I think that, yes, Madeline Zott is a different type of female heroine, a different type of female character. Yeah. But I'm not a chemist. I'm not a mom. But I see a lot in her in me. Yeah. And I'm sure as a mom, you do too. Like there's nothing wrong with demanding that you still exist yeah. in this world. You are not just a wife. You are not just a mom. Right. You are not just a body you're and a vessel. You're not defined by that stuff. And you shouldn't have to be. Unless and, you want to be. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing is like you have the choice. Yeah. And it's okay to like stand up for that. And, and I think the book and the movie and and to add to that too is in the movie there's a scene it's a very tiny scene but it is a scene where Madeline and Elizabeth go into a store and they're shopping it's kind of like their little thing that they do and they are walking out of the store and there's a mom with two boys who are just wild they're running around they're screaming they're hitting each other they're not listening to the mom at all the mom is in like a like a uh, she looks like she's in her pajamas and like a, a you know a house dress. <laughs> How I imagined myself to and be she, as a mother. Yeah, right. She's wearing like curlers with like a cap on and stuff. And Elizabeth turns around and looks at her and just says, "Are you okay? Do you do you need anything?" And the mom just goes, "I just need a few minutes to myself. I just need a few minutes of quiet." And then that's what goes into the show where she's like, "Okay, see, in the book, it's Harriet Sloan who says to her, you need." A few minutes to yourself every day. You need to remember who Elizabeth Zott is. You need to take some time for yourself every single day to find who you are. And Harriet says she never got to do that with her kids. She still hasn't found herself. She still doesn't take time for herself, but she doesn't want Elizabeth to go through that. And I think that if you haven't watched or read this uh, and you identify with anything that we're saying, 
it really it, again, I'm not a mom, but I got so much out of this book about. We, we, you know, like we all go through shit. We can all come from really horrible places in the world, yeah. but you are a product of your circumstance. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. But like even the worst can rise above it. Mm. And that's very easy, much easier said than done. Yeah. But there is such a beautiful message in this about just finding who you are and having no shame in it and yeah. going for things and believing in yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. And I love the the mom message that the show has and yeah. how how empowering it was for women. So this is definitely one of those I will read again. Mm-hmm. I will watch. So on that note. Yeah. Okay. On three. Okay. One, two, three. Both. Both. 100%. <laughs> and, and that's having not having finished it because I feel like it's two different beautiful explorations yes. of the Agreed. same Agreed. story. And have watched it before reading it. I am so invested in the book. And I'm the opposite. At, yes. And I'm so invested yes. in the show. <laughs> so I think like no matter where you start, you can't go wrong. Agreed. You honestly cannot go wrong because they are the core is the same, but they're so beautifully different. Yeah. And Agreed. worth watching and reading. And and just go into it, no matter how broken your little heart is. I mean, like, I, I am not <laughs> You're going to cry. You're going to cry, but also you're going to, like, every, now my second time reading through the book, I shut the book and I just felt powerful. Yeah. Felt powerful. And I, I just, you're in a dark place and you need a little pick me up, but you need to live in that dark space for a little bit, but you want to end on the other side of it. I highly recommend this. All right. Well, I loved that one. Thank you so much for doing that. That was a good one. And next week, we are going to have a little bit of a fave. Yeah, I mean, like, this is an epic one. This is an epic one. A little bit of a favorite. So we will be posting the cocktail for that one if you guys want to drink drink along. Drink along. Drink along with us. (laughs) Also, don't forget to follow us on all of the socials. And as always, we want to thank the team behind Watch It or Read It. Our editor, Katie Yonner. Our production coordinator, Nicole Vargas. Our associate producer, Lou Barron. Our video producer, Kyle Bosch. Our executive producer, Tommy West. And as always, Watch It or Read It is produced by Gotham West Studios. Head over and follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Watch It or Read It. See you next week. Bye. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.